0: guys welcome to oh sorry Kristen. go ahead say hey say hey without me in the background
1: hi everyone
0: (laughs) (laughs) welcome to another episode of a case for the fbi cross-examining reality um we are back to the old grind of talking about the bachelor this week. It is a grind.
1: (laughs) It is. It is. It's a marathon, not a sprint.
0: That is right. Especially with the bachelor, it felt weird taking a week off, but we're back and we're ready to talk about Clayton and all these lovely
1: ladies he's making out with. Which honestly, it took me a solid like 20 minutes to be like, so wait, like who is like, who is beefing with who? Which one is Elizabeth again? Like, I can't believe how much I forgot in two weeks. And I was like, who are these people? What do I know? I, know about them?
0: <laughs> I kind of felt like it was a little bit too soon to be taking a break. If I'm honest,
1: it did seem a, l- a little bit too soon. Like I'm sure they lost steam you know taking a week off like that but I mean I guess the football schedule they made them but I mean whatever steam this season had I should say maybe (laughs) lost just with the missing week we'll
0: see how they recover well as I'm sure y'all know based on the first two episodes how this is always seeming to go. I'm hoping this is the end of the triad of famous deaths <laughs> for the year of 2022. The legend Meatloaf has passed away. Yes, the artist Meatloaf, obviously not the traditional Sunday dinner meal <laughs>
1: that is still <laughs> alive and well. is canceled.
0: <laughs> we have canceled Meatloaf. I hate Meatloaf personally, <laughs> so I could get behind that. I actually love meatloaf I am surprised Kristen did not know who he was he um he I think he was definitely like bigger with like in our parents time um I actually saw him in concert with my aunt and my cousin uh, God probably like 10 years ago in Durham Uh um and you know he was I would say relatively young sort of like he was like 74 so not Betty White old but like not as young as not Bob, Bob Saget Sag. Young. <laughs> but I will say uh, maybe two or three songs into the concert, he did have to sit on a stool and and sing for the remainder. But you know, that song, I would do anything for love. I just feel like it's an iconic song. I feel like you may say you don't know who meatloaf is. But once you hear that one, you're just like, Oh, yeah, that guy. So very sad to see him go. I know that he was not in the best of health at the time. So I guess, you know, good that he's not struggling with that. anymore. Anymore, yeah, I was gonna to see-
1: ask like I haven't heard any circumstances about I'm pretty sure it was death.
0: COVID oh yeah gosh. so guys people are still dying of it I, I don't you know just in case anyone was wondering yeah uh, it's still deadly yeah <laughs> it <laughs> is
1: <laughs> Miss Rona continues to just gut this nation
0: yeah she's taking out legends left after right
1: So, do you think after this there will be actually like no more celebrity deaths for the remaining 11 months of the year?
0: Now, I won't say for the rest of the year. Okay. But maybe. Not as largely known, definitely not in a group again. For some reason, I do feel like it always happens at the beginning of the year that there's like three big deaths that all kind of coincide together.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: so I think I think the triad has happened. I think there will be other deaths, but not in the same fashion as Betty, Bob, and
1: Meatloaf. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, do you know what his real name is?
0: I honestly do not look it up. feel like a fake fan.
1: Okay. All I'm seeing are meatloaf recipes. I don't want that. Um, oh gosh, it is like really hard to find his real name. Let's see here.
0: He worked and- really hard to make meatloaf his only name.
1: Okay. Michael Lee Aday, A-D-A-Y.
0: Okay. So he, um, he, he must've taken the M and the L meatloaf yeah michael michael lee. lee
1: yeah that makes sense um so yeah he died at the age of 74 it was very sad interesting i mean like cassie said i don't know anything about him but i was very surprised how many people did have a reaction to meatloaf meatloaf's death because i guess i just like totally miss that whole part of society where like we knew who meatloaf was Like, I missed that train, so I can't really comment on it, but R.I.P.
0: R.I.P. We are sad for all the Meatloaf fans out there. We're sorry for your loss. But on to more fun notes. We received DMs. Requesting our thoughts specifically on Pete mm-hmm. and Kim Kardashian after our discussions of Travis, Stormy, and Kylie last week. So here we are to share our thoughts and opinions on that. Kristen. Yes, ma'am. Do you think that Pete and Kim dating is a distraction from what happened at Astro World, or do you think
1: it's genuine? I think it's genuine. I do think it's genuine. In the beginning, I thought you know not necessarily a pr stunt but like when kim first got divorced it was rumored that she was dating like a few different people like the uh guy from cnn and like these random people which who knows if it was true or not. So I thought it was something like that like you know it kind of reminded me back when people thought that Courtney and Justin Bieber were dating. Mm-hmm. But I guess they were just hanging out, maybe they're more than friends, I don't know. Um so that's what like I kind of thought this was, but I do think that it's genuine because I I mean, do you think that Kim cares enough about Kylie to like go so far as to have this public relationship to distract from the extra world tragedy?
0: I do. Honestly, I feel mm-hmm. like they, I feel like that whole family would literally do anything to protect each other. I think I agree with the listener that reached out, shout out to Annie cook. She said that she thinks that it is a distraction, but that the relationship is also genuine and they're just like kind of playing it up more to be the distraction. I think the timing is really strange that it kind of happened and coincided altogether. together. I think the relationship as a whole is just weird. It doesn't make sense <laughs> to me, and it's just like it literally all happened right after Kim's episode of Saturday Night Live, right. um, which was surprisingly excellent, by the mm-hmm. way. So, like, shout out Kim. That was one of the funniest episodes I'd seen in a really long time. Right, but very self aware.
1: That family, you say whatever you want, like they're able to make fun of themselves and like be self-aware.
0: Yes. It was a great episode. I mean, I guess it's just like so weird that she was like on Saturday Night Live and literally like, I felt like that next Sunday they were dating. I'm just like, this seems.
1: Exactly. strange. Well, I think like what the rumor was, was that it was at Saturday Saturday Night Live, like I think the week leading up to it at rehearsals and stuff like that, that Kim asked for Pete's phone number, like from his assistant or something. I know that a lot of people have really strong opinions about Pete Davidson one way or the other. He's very polarizing dude. Right. Um, And a lot of people don't understand like why some women may find him attractive. And I like would kind of agree with that. I mean, I'm not like, you know, the meme of Ariana Grande licking the lollipop, looking up at him. Like, that's not me (laughs) when I think of Pete Davidson.
0: No, no.
1: but do you follow Dumois on Instagram? The, like, I
0: don't, but I know page? what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Um. So they had something on there a few days ago. It was actually like, pretty recently. And apparently this was submitted by someone who claims to be one of Pete's exes and said basically that Pete is actually just a genuine, really good dude. And that's why women, when they meet him they really become attracted to him just because he's not like he just is really kind and he's funny and he's super successful and everything. So he seems like the real deal. Um, So that kind of put it in perspective, you know, for someone to explain to me, like, I understand why women when they begin to date Pete, why like he's in these like hot and heavy relationships, like the one with Ariana Grande, which we totally forget about, by the way, like Pete Davidson, Ariana Grande, literally had this nation in a chokehold, like they were MGK and Megan Fox before MGK and Megan Fox.
0: A hundred percent. But yeah, no, I agree with you. And you know, I, I, I think you could tell even on Saturday night live that he's like a kind of genuine dude, like he's not really putting on a front or anything. So Mm -hmm. I guess I could see like all of those like personality traits, if you will, that kind of make him attractive. But yeah, initially, oh, he's just like a, Scary looking skinny white <laughs> dude to me, and I'm just not here for
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Physically, I'm not very attracted to him, but he does seem genuine, and like by accounts of people that know him personally, they say that he's genuine. So when you say distract from Astro World, you mean like for us to forget about you know, like the lack of action on Travis's part and Kylie's part and just everyone associated, like distracted. What are we being distracted from exactly? Just the tragedy of it all? Yeah. I think it's
0: really like trying to distract people as far as like, like you said, trying to forget that it happened altogether. I think Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, cover up, or distract from the fact that really no one said anything about it from that side. Travis said a little something like there was nothing really actionably done. There wasn't a lot said. And I think a lot of people are like, wow, they're using this because it will shake everything up to kind of turn our eyes from one thing to the next. There's like a new thing in the
1: headlines.
0: And I will never ever ever disagree with the quote that the devil works hard but Chris Jenner works harder that is a fact and I think this is a, a perfect example
1: we're playing checkers and she's playing chess for sure exactly
0: mm-hmm.
1: again I'm gonna say I don't think it's a distraction I think it's genuine however I actually was thinking within the last week or so that like us as a society we haven't really been talking about Astro world like at all like it hasn't even really come up and then when when World first happened it was this whole question of like you know the safety of these huge festivals and now you know coachella is still happening and there's that like pop punk emo festival that's happening in Vegas like Mm -hmm. we've kind of just moved on from that which is which is interesting to me um but I think that also maybe on maybe like due to Travis's silence too you know he's Mm -hmm. not like well and I mean I think it was
0: eye-opening And, you know, maybe like people are going to learn from it, but at the end of the day, they showed many videos, including Post Malone at at multiple people's concerts where they noticed people passing out and doing these sort of things. And they stopped the show and they made sure that, you know, paramedics were able to get there somebody got them water etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know also at the end of the day too the venue had reached its max capacity and Travis asked them to add another 5000 tickets now the venue didn't have to do that they didn't have to agree to do that especially mm-hmm. considering there's a reason there's a limit for these kind of things right um but you know i think it's like little things like that that you have to put back on travis mm-hmm. like someone came someone told him what was going on and he was basically like well fuck that turn the music up it was like right it was very much him being negligent on his part Mm -hmm. so I do hope that other concerts or other festivals take from this and, and, you know, can learn and be better, but Mm -hmm. I almost feel like it's a little bit comparing apples and oranges just because I personally think a lot of what happened was because of Travis making bad decisions.
1: Yeah. The tickets were already standing room only to begin Mm -hmm. with. And then to add another 5,000 people, how are you going to make that work? And you could see, like, Kylie Jenner was posting Instagram stories that whole night from the festival, and, like, you could see the, like, flashing lights of the ambulances in her stories. Yeah. Obviously, like, things were going on that just weren't being recognized and... Yeah.
0: From the beginning of the festival, there are videos of people trampling security and like the gates and everything because there were just so many people. They just swarmed it. Like they mm-hmm. weren't even checking tickets anymore because people were trampling it into the stadium. Right. Like and that was getting in. Like that was from the very beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it just was, I think it was doomed for failure from the moment it started.
1: Yeah. I don't know what Travis does from here. Like, I don't know where his career goes from here. Um, I mean, maybe he just like goes MIA for the rest of eternity. I don't know.
0: It's a hard one to come back from. That's for sure.
1: But I mean, I guess he maybe is currently busy with baby number two. Maybe not. Yeah, we still, we still have not confirmed it's, or denied. Not a whole lot going on there, which aggravates me more and more with each passing day, which I know sounds pathetic, but it's just like, I just want to know, like Tell I will us. be, I will be invested in that baby for approximately five minutes. And then I'll move on. But I just want, it's like an itch that I just like, I want to scratch and move on. Like, and,
0: I mean, like I said last week, it's like, it they've already made it public knowledge. Like we're sitting here waiting, like, just tell us right. like, what, like, what is the point of keeping it a secret at this point? We know it's coming. <laughs>
1: right. Exactly. Exactly. So anyways, thank you, Annie, for sending that question to us. That definitely is something to think about that I haven't personally considered, but like you said, I will never bet against Chris Jenner. Mm -mm. they are literally PR queens as much as people like to think that they're not, but they literally can control any situation and, you know, spin it in their favor. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't mean that, you know, in like a negative way. I'm just like, they know what they're doing, but, you know, I do kind of hope that like. You know, it is it is genuine love for Kim and Pete. Do I think it's gonna last? I mean, I don't know.
0: It's a total rebound.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, her and
0: Kanye have been divorced for like five minutes. Like
1: I know it was very, very quick, very quick. But now Kanye, of course, is out here gallivanting around with his new girly goo, Julia Fox.
0: Um God bless her soul. He is really off the chain right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. The whole thing um is a mess. But I hope, you know, for their whole rack of kids that they, everyone stays sane and everyone stays, keeps it between the lines as much as they can for being the Kardashian West family.
0: Thoughts and prayers to them. Thoughts and prayers. Correct. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, now we're going to jump into the third episode of Clayton's season of The Bachelor. So, Kristen, what <laughs> what initially should we start with? I, I don't know okay. where to begin. Well,
1: let me go back. So, again, first line of my notes. Wait, who are these women again? Oh, um, I so, I guess we'll just go through the episode. Um, in the beginning, we return to the drama with Cassidy. Cassidy having her rose, but supposedly has a friend with benefits, a friend with benefits before the show. So, since we talked about this last episode that we talked about, Clayton,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I definitely was like, oh my God, that is so messed up. Like, you shouldn't have a friend with benefits before going on The Bachelor. I've kind of come around on that where, like, I don't mm-hmm. think that's, I don't think she should be burned at the stake for that. Like, I don't think right. that's the worst thing that she could do. Mm-hmm. However, the way that she just kept changing her story where exactly. it went from i i haven't had a i haven't i haven't looked at a man since 2019 <laughs> yeah you know, i haven't i haven't really like been like that interested like i've gone out with people but i'm not interested in them mm-hmm. To, well, like recently I was talking to this guy um, who, you know, we were dating, but like I didn't really like him to, uh, yes, like I was talking, I was hooking up with this guy before I came here. That is uh, like, she knew she was in the wrong on that to just change her story so many times instead of just being straight up with Clayton. Exactly. Exactly. Clayton said something along these lines, but it's like, y'all have known each other for 20 minutes. And the fact that it's already been a hot ass mess, like Mm -hmm. that is not worth it. That is not worth it. And that is not the person for you. And not to say that every, you know, the person who you're supposed to be with, like, it's not always like love at first sight and everything, Mm -hmm. but the whole deal of it, like, I think Clayton said something along, along the lines of like, having trust issues. And it's true. Mm -hmm. Like this is literally episode number three and there's already like, like y'all barely know each other. Yeah, So I totally is not blaming him for just cutting ties with her and moving on. I think that was the right move. What do you think?
0: No, I a hundred percent agree because we all know I was team Cassidy. I did like her. And I think, I think that they could, I think it could have been fine. Had she, like you said, been honest immediately because I even said on the last time we talked like how can you be mad that someone was dating hooking up with friends with whatever someone before coming on the show I don't even care if it's up to 15 seconds before they pull up in the limo like they owed you nothing at that point they didn't know who you were they didn't know how things were gonna go like I I think that that's a non-issue but it's the fact that she kind of like lied about it and was like switching up her story and i think if she would have been honest the minute he asked her about it i think she would still be on the show
1: i agree and just owned up to it the whole like her apparently facetiming some guy in the limo was weird i'm unclear if The guy she was FaceTiming in the limo was this friends with benefits because then she said like, oh, he was just a good guy friend, which is like, that's also just kind of weird that you were doing that. But I digress. She is gone and hopefully not back. So I, (laughs) the way that she, you know, when she kind of put it together that Clayton wasn't feeling it and, you know, her days were numbered her reaction to it just really made me laugh and like she was just so distraught and also what one of the other women said too about how apparently Cassie asked them what their exit exit interview was gonna be oh uh, like, yeah 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 come on come on I about
0: lost it when she was like sitting there like I didn't even pack my bags and I'm like okay, yes. I'm sure no one did You <laughs> know. <laughs> Why would you pack your bags it feels like you're setting yourself up for failure yeah
1: so good on Clayton for that one um that is a bold move I don't think I've ever seen anything like that um like in terms of taking a rose back which I kind of wish it was a little bit more dramatic like I wish that he was like Cassidy give me your rose like yeah <laughs> there never actually was a physical giving back it was just still laying on the table but whatever the what's done is done the sentiment remains so goodbye Cassidy no offense I know she's your girl but she was
0: she she flipped the script on me when she started lying
1: so then we go into uh the first group date of of the night of of the episode whatever and to call this a date is an abomination because Women standing in a circle with Caitlyn Bristow sharing Who their is she? trauma. She's a bachelor girly. Okay. Like she, she was one of the stand-in hosts last season.
0: Okay. That's um, what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So she, she was on bachelor like before my time. And then now she, I think is engaged to like another bachelor guy. They met like in bachelor in paradise or something. I don't know. I'm like not all that familiar with her, but she was there I guess I don't. I don't know. Like
0: mediator or, or a moderator. I know I was gonna
1: say, but like, can we not get like someone with a license in there before these women just like bear everything <laughs> and they're like, "I used to have an eating disorder" type of stuff. Like, I thought that that was highly inappropriate. What did it you was- think of that?
0: It was weird, but then it's like, I feel like this always happens when you get girls together though. Like it just felt like, and I'm not trying to be mean because I know that they were being honest and I'm. You know it's sad that they had to have those experiences and all that, but it just felt like after, like one after another, they just kept trying to like one it, one up each other. Like this, one my girl life is was shittier like, than yours. Exactly. You know, she's like all like you know people used to bully me, and then this other girl's like I used to eat food because people told me I starved myself, and I'm like okay, who's who's gonna say someone killed themselves <laughs> next? Like who's gonna say they are suicide? Like I just felt like it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, uh-huh. and. Um, you know I hate that they had those experiences obviously right not trying to diminish their experience but without
1: saying we are good people here on a case for the FBI
0: yes exactly we are fans of therapy they need to seek it out can recommend a great therapist Um, but it just genuinely felt like it was like okay what can I add to my story after hers so that I sound yeah. more sad and pathetic than she does
1: yeah and to the point then that it's like performative and it's like okay I need to think of the saddest thing about myself to tell Clayton so he can feel bad for me and he can like me.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: I just thought it was so messed up and Clayton left being like, this is just the the best date I've ever had. Like this was just so I learned so much about, but I'm just like, I just like, I don't know. That just is not my idea of fun when, especially when they got the date card, that was like, it said like, see you soon or something like that. Like something that had totally nothing to do with them standing in a circle and talking about their trauma to one another. And like
0: Clayton going on about, again, so sad that Clayton had this experience, but he was talking about how he like would look, he would look in his self in the mirror and so fat. I don't have abs. It's like Clayton, 99% of us don't have abs. Okay. And we don't want to off ourselves because of it, I guess. And I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm like, guys, your problem is that you don't have abs.
1: Okay. So we're back after some technical difficulties. If y'all have any trouble hearing Cassie, we apologize, but we do what we can for, for the listeners and for those we love.
0: Yeah, I'm officially giving up on the microphone. It it started turning on and off again, so.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll just, we'll leave it alone. Um, okay. So where were we? We were talking about the trauma date. It really makes me sad because I feel like what if the like, do these women have to consent to this? They should know before they start this date. Like, by the way, you're about to, you know, tell your deepest, darkest secrets to women that you met last week. Oh, and also Caitlin Bristow, who you've never met before. <laughs> and this man that you don't know. The man that you don't know who you're like trying to marry, I guess, or you know, you're trying to have something with him, Anyway, so I just thought that that was very, very strange. But if it's not, you know, like metaphorically bearing all on The Bachelor, it is physically bearing all. And by that, I mean, we go to Sarah's date where they're taking off their clothes and running around and singing and doing all this other stuff. Honestly, I was not paying very close attention during Sarah's one-on-one date. So I don't know specifically what happened, but all I saw was them taking their clothes off and running around and people, strangers on the street, standing there and staring at them. So
0: they were, they were like running around in no clothes, like in the city. Yeah, I think they were, like, in Los Angeles.
1: They were wearing, like, Clayton was wearing shirt uh, uh, shorts with no shirt. And then Sarah was basically wearing, like, a bathing suit. So I mean, they weren't like butt naked,
0: but... but still running around LA with your bathing suit on is kind of strange.
1: Yeah, in front of like they they would show like the people who were staring at them. Sarah, I I mean, probably reason why I kind of just zoned out. I mean, her date went well. It seemed that like she and Clayton had a good time. I. I think she got a rose afterwards. Uh-huh. Um, but they went to the Van Gogh experience, which I know we've been there. Cassie and I did as well. So basically, we are Clayton and Sarah. Um, yeah. You can decide who's who in that relationship. Yeah, please let us know who you think's who. Which I think of all of, you know, on the one on one dates, they go somewhere to have dinner together. I thought that would be actually really freaking cool to like have mm-hmm. dinner in that room together
0: yeah especially with all the like paintings changing and uh, that honestly was like the best part of the whole experience I thought
1: yes yes and it was they also kind of got into deeper in within themselves to share some like hard things but at least in that situation it seemed better because it seemed like they were both like willing to share these things and like Sarah talking about how she's adopted and everything. Like mm-hmm. I thought that that was nice instead of just sitting in a circle in front of Caitlin Bristow, but that's just me. Um, so yeah, it seems like it went well. I mean, a pretty run-of-the-mill one-on-one date, except for no one went in a helicopter or a hot air balloon or in an airplane or anything like that. I know. How shocking. <laughs> right so then we go on to the second group date Mm -hmm. which was the Baywatch date again if if you're not bearing your deepest darkest secrets you're having to take your clothes off so this was a taking your clothes off date (laughs) (laughs) it makes me laugh because you know they get these celebrities i put in Mm -hmm. air quotes they get these celebrities to come appear on the bachelor so today it was i guess an actress who was on baywatch literally would not know that woman from eve like i've never no. seen her in my life and all of the girls were like oh my gosh it's i don't even think they said her I don't even they have I to know like pretend to be excited and excited. surprised and it makes me laugh so then They're they... like, oh my god it's the blonde girl right yeah and it was kind of weird because like i guess baywatch was big like in the 80s but this lady did not look that old to me
0: well i mean wasn't david hasselhoff yeah
1: yeah he was like one of the main characters and now david david hasselhoff looks like trash yeah he looks old but this lady, she hmm. looked okay. So at first, I was like, "Oh, is this another bachelor person?" Because on Sarah's one and one-on-one date, um, Becca was there. Becca was a former bachelorette, mm-hmm. so it was like I thought it was going to be another bachelor person that was there for that date. But it was just a lady who was on being A lady, and they did some sort of like lifeguard training um CPR on a dummy yeah it was weird it was Weird. I mean I get it like they can only do but so much stuff on these dates but it's just like why don't y'all do like why don't y'all go to like a pottery class or something like why does it have to be these wag dates where someone is yeah. making a fool out of themselves in one way I or another. And when they made
0: them do like the Baywatch walk and. Oh.
1: Exactly. Um, I just want to let you know, like from this moment forward, I have to tell you that I am a different person. I changed during the Baywatch date. I changed um, and I don't think I can ever go back. And what changed within me is that I finally realized that Clayton's underbite does bother me yes right people have been talking about they're like oh I don't like to look at his teeth I don't like to look at his underbite and I was just kind of like like I know it's there but it doesn't bother me he was having a conversation with someone and I was like wow I can't look away like how does your mouth close it's honestly so bad I noticed it like almost immediately yeah I don't
0: like to underbite shame because my sweet vacay also has an underbite and I think (laughs) It's just the cutest little thing. But hers you genuinely cannot tell uh-huh. unless she gets her Lip stuck in it. Clayton, I mean, his resting face is just like protruding forward.
1: It's just like, Ugh. and his canines on the on his top teeth are kind of weird too. So I think that they just like bring even more attention. I mean, literally, I can't talk because I am sitting here with braces in my mouth right now. Like <laughs> as if I'm not trying to my own bite. Like it's the, it's the pot calling the kettle black. But whatever. Um, I'm also not on national TV once a week. Yeah, you're just a famous podcaster. I'm just on the podverse. So (laughs) from this moment forward, I'm officially in the Clayton's Underbite Bothers Me camp. I don't know if I'm able to revert back to my old ways. I find it it hard to think that I would, but who knows? Also, while we're just like, you know, objectifying Clayton and just like making (laughs) fun of his looks... It really bothered me on the Baywatch date that Mm -hmm. you could tell that he shaves his chest hair. Oh, I didn't notice that. No, I didn't pay attention. He like, you know, from immediate look, uh, an immediate look at him, you couldn't see like any body hair. But then they like showed this one shot of him and you could see like his chest hair growing in. (laughs) Like it was Let sick. me tell you, that is probably like a prickly little briar patch
0: every time <laughs> yeah. you're rubbing up on that. That sounds awful. Yeah,
1: no. like you want to lay your head down on your man's chest and it's like,
0: oh okay, porcupine. Because, like, we all know we love a beer, but when that shit is growing in, it hurts. Yeah. It gives you like uh I don't I feel like this sounds really sexual, but it gives you like rug burns <laughs> on <out of> your <laughs> lips.
1: It does. It hurts. Yes, that friction.
0: Yeah, you- like, I can't imagine trying to cuddle with somebody who has their brickly chest hair growing back up sometimes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> imagine it's like sticking through his shirts. Uh, like, you know, when uh, you're like leg hairs, like, yeah, your leggings. <laughs> leggings. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How do you feel about chest hair? Like, on a man, is it that important to you, or not really? I I like it.
0: I don't want like a, I feel like if they don't have any hair, it's like, what are you, 14?
1: <laughs> like I'm young. Yeah. I
0: yeah. just, I don't understand why you would shave it off anyway. Like if you're really self-conscious about it being too much, like maybe trim it up, but like yeah. shaving it, that just, first of all, sounds like a hassle, but then also like growing back, that sounds terrible. Right. Ingrown hairs on your chest. Ugh.
1: I'm with you. I love chest hair, I find it very, very attractive. But if I were to be with a man who didn't have any chest hair for whatever reason, that wouldn't be like a deal breaker or anything it would be like weird ish but so that's why like you know, in clean situation when you're like shaving your chest hair don't do that honey like you're a grown man like you're going to have chest hair it yeah. is what it is <laughs> like there's no need to get rid of it yeah you're gonna be giving some chicks some raw burn here soon <laughs> i know go to motorboat your man and then just get like scratches all over your face uh, no <laughs> You're just trying to take a quick little snoozy
0: poo, and you're like, God, why is my face bleeding? Yeah, it's like you're laying on freaking bed of needles.
1: (laughs) Acupuncture. (laughs) So that's, that, Baywatch really was the date for me when I just completely zeroed in on Clayton as a physical human, the underbite okay, in the chest I'm,
0: hair. I'm going to have to pay attention to the chest hair next time. I did not notice that one.
1: Well, I'm sure his shirt will be coming off next week. So Of course it will. Of it. course, no doubt. Um, So then, of course, with the Baywatch date, of course, Elizabeth and Shanae are there together. So this is when... So imagine like, you know, you have all of your sticks and your newspaper and everything set up for your fire. Everything looks nice and pretty. And you've lit a flame on the newspaper and, you know, you have a nice little flame, but it's not really going yet. Mm -hmm. And then you pour like three cups of gasoline on it. That was the Baywatch date. And when things really just begin to pop off. So at this point, it then turns into like the Shanae show. How do you feel about Like the dynamic between Shanae and Elizabeth, because we also didn't reference. We haven't talked about this yet either, but the whole shrimp incident that was earlier in the episode where Elizabeth made shrimp and Shanae ate them all or something. I like totally didn't understand how like what happened.
0: I know. So I first would like to make a disclaimer that not all recruiters act like Cassidy and Shanae. I just need to make that perfectly clear to the public audience because
1: wow, are
0: they making us look terrible? Yes. Shanae is psycho. Hashtag not
1: all recruiters.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. I appreciate that. Shanae is actually psychotic. Something is actually not connecting for her upstairs. I think Elizabeth is annoying, so, like, you know, like, I really have to be feeling some kind of way about Shanae if I'm over here defending Elizabeth, because it's not like I like her. Yeah. But Shanae just needs, she, she's, like, lying. Oh, my gosh, when she went on her one-on-one, mm-hmm. and, like, she told Clayton, like, oh, my gosh, like, she is bullying me and, like, making people hate me in the house, da And then in her, like, interview, she's like, ha, huh? he believes me. Yes. I'm like, girl
1: you're literally a psychopath yeah she's crazy she's absolutely not and then when the women like corner her and they're like how are we bullying you and she's like i'm not gonna answer they're like tell us how are we bullying you if this is what you claim how how are we bullying you She had not one fact to back it up she had nothing to say and i it got towards the end of the episode where I feel bad for Clayton because I feel like it's just one, Mm -hmm. one fight after another with these girls. And it's just like, he is stuck in the middle of it. And everyone is coming to him and talking shit about the other person. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel bad for him because these women are just coming to him and like just causing drama with the other women in the house that is not what Clayton is here for. That shouldn't be why you're here. That shouldn't be what you're using your time to with Clayton to talk about. Right. I feel actually bad for him. So I hope things kind of settle down, which they won't. <laughs> oh, also, I wrote down a quote. Um, okay. This It was so funny. I don't even know who the girl was, but like, you know, Elizabeth came back after talking to Clayton. And then there was the other girl who came in crying. That was like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> like Shanae said that I was bullying her. <laughs> and I was like, that is just so sad that all of these women are being affected by this. And someone said, we're not bullying you. We just don't like you. There's a difference. Yes, <laughs> there is a difference,
0: honey. And I mean, she deserves that though. Like it was like one of those things where she really she shot herself in the foot truly by one going yeah by one going straight into that confessional afterwards and be like huh he believed me right now he now he sees what's going on but I mean too like at least she could have had some facts when they confronted her she should you cannot go into this situation telling Clayton that every girl in the house is bullying me and then not expect. Someone to come ask you for one example. Right. She was not prepared.
1: Like, what is something that someone is doing to make you feel that way?
0: Yes, exactly. Oh,
1: Sinead. Oh, Shanae. I'm sick of the Sinead show. And then, of course, the preview for next week, I already gave away mm-hmm. that she will then again be there for next week because they're doing some sort of football date and someone tackled the shit out of Sinead. I, I, it's just a tear, like, I get it. She's kind of, you know, like Cassidy, like you got to kind of think outside the box a little bit and do, do something that no one else is doing. Shanae is not going about it in the right way at all. Absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Literally alienating herself from everyone else. Right. And I've said before,
0: and I still agree, like, it's really not about necessarily making the girls in the house like you like I do think that they get a little bit too dramatic like when the girls are leaving like Elizabeth was over there like <laughs> <laughs> that's your competition Walk you out the door who cares like you could be nice and friendly but you don't need to like have a boohoo process when they leave like right it just it does genuinely feel fake to me so like that part I get like it just is ridiculous but I mean you don't have to be best friends with all of them it's not the point of the show right so I guess I I don't have someone that I like though. Like I feel like I remember Cassidy. I remember Sinead because they are doing these crazy outlandish things. But it's just like all the other girls, all they do is complain about Sinead and Cassidy.
1: So right. it's like
0: I don't we really. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I don't really care about the rest of you. I'm like, what is Sinead gonna do? That's freaking
1: crazy. Right. Well, someone who got a lot of shine today was Gabby, um, who he recognized at the very end. But Gabby, to me, appears to be very weird. Um, She probably is a lot like me. So, again, I say she seems to be very weird. Um, But, like, we had some Gabby mixed in there. Susie didn't have a whole lot of time this week. You know, obviously, she had her big one-on-one last episode, but she didn't really get a whole lot of time. Yeah, it was the Sine show, basically. So, I... It is getting to the point when it's like, I actually do want to get to know these women. And I do want to like, whenever we see Clean talk to someone, he's hearing someone talk shit to him about someone else. One of the other girls, yeah, like we're not actually seeing I think they're going like wrong.
0: Country. It's like you said earlier, stop wasting your time talking about that. Like, I just feel like it's taking away from all of the other aspects of the show, mm-hmm. and, which I get. They probably like that. At least the producers and stuff. They're like, yes, yeah, people want to see shanae fighting and people want to hear what the girls have to talk shit about her or whatever but i'm over here like okay can i hear something about somebody else Like right. give it I a don't rest even know half these girls
1: names like because they're so forgettable like genevieve what's yeah. she been up to she got think? a rose and i was like oh yeah genevieve i don't know about her <laughs> i guess if you feel like you know you're not making the impression on clayton that you want to make You need to figure out some way to get his attention, and I guess a lot of these women just resort to playing the pity card and just telling Clayton that they're being bullied by every single other woman woman I mean she, and, um, she brought the tears but that was impressive and then she literally said she was like I didn't have to cry but I did
0: yeah she's like I didn't even think I was going to it's like oh
1: the girl okay. so, sad. so I guess next week we'll have um, you know more Sinead to look forward to I hope maybe we get a, a good one on one date when we can really get to know one of these other women who maybe is been like hiding in the background for a little mm-hmm. bit um that might be good <laughs> yeah switch. I, yeah I definitely would like it to be one of the girls
0: that we like don't know as much about like what well, there was a girl that he really hit it off with um Eliza maybe was her name yeah Eliza mm-hmm. I liked her I still, I still like Sierra. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are a couple of girls just like kind of lurking back there. That could be really interesting. I'm tired of Elizabeth. I don't like her. I think she's annoying. It has nothing to do with liking Shanae more or anything like that. But it's just like, I'm over, I'm over the blonde squad over there. Like, yes. You know
1: yes. I would agree. I would agree. I'm really looking forward to, and hopefully they do it this season. I'm really looking, really looking forward to, when they start traveling um mm-hmm. because very soon like they're going to be in a different place every week which is really when things get real and usually by that time you're like pretty much almost done with all of the riffraff and all of the troublemakers are gone <laughs> and then you have the real ones that are actually not the riffraff <laughs> <laughs> um so i you know this episode was it was entertaining for, for me, I guess with the Shanae stuff. But other than that, I mean, it was pretty middle of the road. Yeah. What are your final thoughts on it?
0: I I would agree with that. Like the Cassidy and Shanae stuff was kind of interesting, but Mm -hmm. everything else was just kind of like, meh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially to not have it for a week, two weeks. And I like was really looking forward to the episode tonight and I feel like it didn't entirely, I didn't entirely get my fix.
0: I 100% agree. I was really excited to see this episode tonight. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> I will say that next week's episode seems a little more interesting. I like that they're going to like physically assault each other. That's kind of fun. It
1: does. It does look to be pretty interesting. So now they can stop just running their mouth at the cocktail party and they can actually <laughs> harm each other physically. Yeah,
0: now we can see if they can walk the walk and not just talk the talk.
1: Well, if you want to talk about bully, <laughs> see me on the <laughs> football field, honey. <laughs> on the field well I guess if you don't have anything else that'll do it for us this week um, for Cassie's big birthday pod oh, we love that Um, so you can catch us next week we'll be back on the that it will be February 2nd oh um, my gosh we'll I be, wait, it's already February almost I know huh. we're almost 1 12th of the way through 2022 <laughs> But who's keeping track? Definitely not us. So thanks for hanging out with us today, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Looking forward to next week's episode where, like Cassie said, it does seem like it's going to be pretty interesting, but also if you want, Kris Jenner is the hardest working woman in the world, but a very close second would be the bachelor producers and editors because they could make a funeral look like it is going to be full of juicy, hot drama. So very true. Got to give credit where it is due. Mm -hmm. Um, so as always, you can hit us up on Instagram. We are at a case, the number four, the FBI hit us up and feel free to send us any questions or suggestions of things that you may want us to discuss on the pod. Um, You can also get in touch with us through email, a case, the number four, the FBI at gmail.com. You can hit us up there as well. Um, So I think- I know it's a mouthful, but it is not that hard to type people. So you have no excuse, but it's hard to say it aloud, but y'all get it. I always leave um, our email and Instagram in the episode description too. So if you have literally no idea what I'm saying, when I'm saying the Instagram handle, just check it out in the episode description. And don't forget to rate,
0: review and subscribe. And please feel free to reach out to us if you have any problems doing so. I have helped my mom. subscribe I will help her write and review so we are we're humble podcast hosts Mm -hmm. and we are willing to help the fans so whatever you need feel free to reach out all we do is serve others
1: that's all we do that's our motto we're hard working ladies and we work hard for you that's right All right. Well, I think that's all we got for this week. Um, I hope you all have a great week this week. Enjoy your weekend. And I look forward to talking to everyone next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.